the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, our episode centers around the topic of revival. So this is an issue that has come to our awareness in recent days here. And I can think about what life was like growing up in a small church in northwest Indiana. And I was thinking even this week about that church and what was important to that church. So in the church I grew up in, the things that were emphasized included included preaching. So there was an emphasis on the pastor preaching the Word of God. There was an emphasis on worship and singing together and lifting up the name of the Lord. And there was an emphasis at our church on praying around the altar, sort of the front area there where people would come to an altar and and spend time praying to God. The emphasis was on the Sunday service, but I, I guess I have to say the emphasis was on simply being in church. So church attendance was important. I have to admit, I somehow randomly got sick a couple of times growing up on Super Bowl Sunday and had to stay home and watch the Super Bowl. I don't know how that worked. Don't judge me because we're all human beings and we've been there. But I have to say 51 or 52 times a week, we were there on Sundays at our church. But not just Sunday morning. When I think about our church, we actually met on Sunday morning and then did a separate, different type of a service on Sunday night. And that Sunday night service was a more, can I say, free time. So the, the clock was not really, we weren't as, as bound by the clock. Maybe there was an extended time of singing and worship. Sometimes we had guest speakers that would come and, and preach on a Sunday night. And, and I can remember this one time, the service was going very strong. There's a great sense of the presence of God. I can remember this as a child. And we had a guest speaker, and he, he said, hey, how many of you just want to stay here all night? And the crowd virtually erupted, and the guest speaker said, you can do that. In about 30 minutes, I'm going to pack up, and I'm going to go home. And I have to say, just that little experience actually framed for me the importance of of being a whole person, where you're not just focused on a church service, but part of honoring God is keeping boundaries in your life, worshiping God with the congregation, being with your family. But in this little church, we use this word often, and the word was 
revival. We wanted revival. We were hungry for revival. We prayed for revival. There's a list of vocabulary that encompasses this topic. Words like revival, renewal, awakening. And and these words exist among many indicators that help us know if we're truly experiencing revival. But in this show, I don't want to get hung up on all of the vocabulary, but some of these words are key in understanding what we're talking about when we use the word revival. See, in that little church and growing up, we, we used another word called outpouring. We prayed for an outpouring of God to experience the rich presence of God. We wanted an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. This outpouring sometimes was evidenced when we had a good service. And, and as a kid, that meant a long service. Uh, but that's what, what we thought an outpouring was. Now, today we're going to talk about this word revival, and I do not consider myself an authority on revival because, again, as a kid, revival meant that a guest speaker would come into town, come to our church, and then we we would, quote-unquote, have to go to church several days throughout the week for a week or two. So a revival growing up to me, and I know I'm one man looking at this, but it meant special services. It included a powerful move of God. It included good worshiping, good preaching, good times of praying around the altar. And we used this phrase, we need a revival. So you're listening right now to your discipleship coach, and we're talking about this topic of revival. And and we came to this idea of, of getting to the point that we wanted revival. And I'm going to affirm this sentiment today, but I might challenge some of our vocabulary. The three words I want to focus on before we meet our guest today, Dr. Christy Limley, will be with us in just a moment. I want to introduce these three words, and the first one is revival. What is revival? Dr. Christie's going to tell us that, but I'll kind of set the table if I can. Revival is reviving the people of God. This is work that happens amongst believers. That word revive means to bring back to life. So we really can't be talking about the purpose of revival as reaching the lost because they were never alive to begin with. I want us to think about the word resuscitate, to revive, to bring what is dead back to its state of life. So maybe someone who's wandered from the faith needs revival. Someone who's going through the motions spiritually needs revival. Someone who is not experiencing God any longer and is waning in their faith needs revival. A church might need revival. A denomination might need revival. The the big C church may need revival. But there's another word, and that word is renewal. And again, this is not my level of expertise per se, but a renewal includes an ongoing process. And we use words like formation and discipleship and following Christ, becoming uh, likened to the image of Christ. And in renewal, there's training and discipleship. See, renewal is when committed Christians maybe are weary, worn out, and they, and God sends a renewal, a sense of refreshment, a restoration, uh, a vibrancy to them. It's not that, that we're dead, but it, it's that we're tired. It, it's, it's not a lack of belief, but possibly a lack of practicing power. And then, 
This last word I'll mention is the word awakening. So we've talked about revival. We've talked about renewal. Then there's this word I'll bring to the table today called awakening. And this includes reaching the lost. Awakening is when a revival spills out and begins impacting those around us. And in revival, uh, excuse me, an awakening uh, awakens communities and universities and large groups of people, even nations. So when I was that little kid growing up in that church and we prayed for revival, I think we were praying for awakening. But the truth is we can never bring to our community what we don't have. So we needed revival in our life for a great sort of awakening in our local communities. Well, we're going to unpack this idea of revival today and understand these words a little more clearly. And I want to begin by introducing a guest of mine that's on the show today. Her name is Dr. Christy Limley. And and Dr. Limley, thank you so much for being on your discipleship coach today. Thank you for inviting me today. It is always a joy to speak with somebody else who is um, helping to mature and educate and um, disciple believers. Oh, thank you. I'd love for you to take a moment and just introduce yourself to my listeners today. Um, I'm Dr. Christy Lemley. I graduated from seminary, Assemblies of God Theological Seminaries, in 2020 um, with my doctorate of ministry. And I am ordained um, as an evangelist. So I travel and preach. I am one of those that does special services that you were um, talking about earlier. Um, But I've also owned my own counseling practice where I had six or seven counselors underneath me um, counseling those who were hurting. Um, I've also written a couple of books, done podcasts, radio shows, TV shows, things like that. So that's just a little bit about me. Well, that's so powerful, and I appreciate you and your time and for being on the show today. I might ask you just to speak before we go to break. We have just about two minutes, and maybe share with us some of your experience around this idea of revival. Well, revival, I did not realize how much of a controversial topic it really Mm -hmm. is until you really get into studying it, because people— As you already mentioned, there's different terms, and people get confused um, on what revival really is and what it isn't. And so, for me, the experience of really getting a biblical definition of what revival is, is um, imperative for people to understand what it is that we're really talking about. Well, that's really great. I know we're going to talk about that in the second half of the show, and And uh, one of the things we'll talk about is what revival is and probably (laughs) what it's not, right? And we'll talk about the need for revival. And, and, uh, you know, I just want to encourage those that are listening to even as they listen to this show in their own way, begin to pray that God would move in a mighty way and revive us and awaken our nation. Yes. And Frank Bartleman, who was part of the Azusa Street Revival, Mm -hmm. quoted John Wesley who um, was one of the leaders God used in the first great awakening, he once prayed, Oh, Lord, send us the old revival without the defects. Mm. But if this cannot be, send it with all its defects. But we must have revival. So even with the controversy of revival, we need revival. 
Well, that's so powerful. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach. I'm Michael Smith, your host, and we have guest with us today, Dr. Christy Limley, and we're about to head to break and hear from our sponsors. But we'll be back to talk more with Dr. Limley about the topic of revival. So as you're listening, I want you to stay tuned because we will both be right back. Dr. Limley, stay with us, and my listeners can stay with us. And you're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life, and you're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you for staying tuned. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, we're talking about the topic of revival, and I have with me uh, Dr. Christy Limley, who is an expert in this area. And Dr. Limley, I know you've introduced yourself, so I want to get right to it. Would you take a moment and share with our listeners, what would you say, how would you answer this question? What is revival? Well, that is a really good question. Um, I did my whole dissertation on revival for my doctorate. And what I did is I went back to the Bible and, and read about the different revivals biblically. And so what I formulated was a definition that states, revival is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that begins with the church. Because as you mentioned earlier, it begins with us who know Him. But what that does is when the Holy Spirit is uh, poured out, then it triggers a a conviction within us of sin, and it renews us for a love of the Lord, which then prompts us to return to focus of spiritual and eternal matters, especially evangelism. It is something that is um, happening to the church first. You know, the scripture that says, how will people know unless somebody is sent to tell them? So revival just puts us back on fire for the Lord. There are several powerful words you mentioned in there, and you mentioned this word outpouring. I talked about that at the front end. How would you describe this outpouring of the Spirit as in it relates to revival? Well, the difference that you can see in revival that would classify revival would be seeing um, a spirit of repentance of people mm. just weeping and coming back to the Lord and being convicted of sin. There's, there's a, a repentance and a purity of heart that begins to happen. Um, there's a hunger to read the Word of God. You know, the Word is alive and powerful, um, and it corrects and it teaches. Um, you also see exuberant worship, people just really wanting to worship, like, with their whole being. They, they want to worship for long periods of time. You see the gifts of the Spirit in operation. You see um, people wanting to tell others about Jesus. Mm. Like, like when you begin to experience revival, you just have to tell people. It's like Jeremiah that, that says, there was a fire in my bones and I could not remain silent. Mm. I love the, how you're describing this in a sense that revival begins with us, the church, but it spills over, or I think you use the word prompts. Uh, can you just speak a little bit about that transfer of what we receive from God as to what we, we give through the power of His Spirit? Absolutely. We are prompted then to tell, because I think one of the reasons 
um, revival happens is because we sometimes have grown complacent. Hmm. And so when revival comes, it reignites us to focus back on Jesus and eternal and spiritual matters. And so then when we go to Walmart, if we're revived, we go to Walmart and we see somebody, we start seeing with our spiritual eyes and not just our human eyes. We begin to see others and want to love others like Jesus did. Mm. We become more compassionate, so we reach out. We're not as concerned with our to-do list as we are really for being led by the Holy Spirit, just in day-to-day activity. Mm. That's really powerful as you describe complacency versus being led, like there's an activity, an action in, in revival. I wonder, how would what would you say about um, revival as far as why do we need it? Like, you know, we pray for it. Why is it that you would say we need revival? Well, all throughout um, revivals, if you look back, one of the wonderful things I was able to do is to look back through revivals through the Bible all the way up to current time. Hmm. And if you look back, almost every move of God can be traced back to a period of spiritual decline. And if you look, whether it's culture, society, and the church members may have drifted into moral decay, apathy, complacency, um, maybe even selfish ambition just for the church, but culture and society, everything is just kind of going backwards, whether it's violence, whether it's, um, you know, in Judges, we read one of the last sentences is there was no king and everybody did as they saw fit. You know, I mean, society just is going downhill. Mm -hmm. And so what begins to happen is people begin to recognize where we are, and then they begin to cry out, um, Lord, help us. And so a spirit of repentance hits certain people um, who, who have been asking for more of the Lord, and then they begin repenting for their own lives, for their churches, for their cities, for their nation, and then the Lord answers a repentant heart. And so that's why why revival happens is because um, we have slid downhill. We have gone backwards mm-hmm. spiritually. We've lost our fervency. And if it wasn't for waves of repeated revival, I shudder to think of where we would be. Hmm. I think of, and I don't know if this was meant to be a pattern. I'm just jotting some notes down as you talk. And you you touched on three sort of handles, if you will, decline repentance, revival. Is is that sort of the uh, formula sounds like the wrong word. Am I capturing what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. I studied my, my whole dissertation centered on Second Chronicles 714. Hmm. If my people who are called by my name hmm. would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. So if you look biblically throughout history, well, throughout the Bible and then throughout history, that is what happens. We get on fire for the Lord, and then we our love for the Lord begins to wane, mm. and then something happens that we become desperate for God again, and we cry out again, and God answers our cry. That is a repeated pattern throughout history. That's so powerful, and I like that word desperation, and I hope we're desperate for God. You know, I think about this idea that we pray and for revival and want it, but I don't know, revival might be more than just us. Who would you say are the participants in revival? Well, in every revival, there's three participants. There's God, 
there's the devil, and then there's us, the people. So we've already talked about how the Holy Spirit is poured forth with, you know, we see a spirit of repentance, we see miracles, signs, and wonders happening, we see salvations where people get saved. But then the second participant is is the devil, that we know he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And so he tries to come in and steal attention away from what the Lord is doing. And it's it's not uncommon for witches, mediums, um, people, um, satanic worshipers, individuals like that to attend revival services when revival is happening Mm. and try to disrupt and bring confusion. And when these types of things are not dealt with by the leadership, then it just begins to decrease the confidence Mm. in the leaders and actually the revival itself. And then people begin to kind of move away from it because there's loud outbursts, there's confusion, mm. and the enemy can take it, can, can kind of come in and just wreak havoc. Mm. Um, the third participant is us, the people. And what I have found in my research, when the enemy tries to come against revival, revival can grow. But when people begin to come against revival, it puts the flame out. Mm. And and when people, like you and I, when people are participating in revival and having their lives transformed, it's very powerful. And lives just get radically changed, and it spreads like wildfire. But there are people who oppose revival, maybe out of jealousy because God didn't use them, or pride, or maybe even lack of education on what revival is. They just don't understand it, so they mm. get afraid of it. Mm. But then there are individuals who um, become emotionally involved, and they put experience over knowing Jesus, and then hype and with music and different things, different emotions kind of take over. Or there's people who become very fanatic about revival. Sometimes those are younger um, believers, more immature believers, where they become so focused on revival um, that that's all they think about and talk about, and then people kind of shy away from them. So those are the three participants. You have so much to say in the topic, I should ask. Do you have a website or an email address that people can reach you if they wanted to learn more about you? Sure. Um, it's christylemley.com. So K-R-I-S-T-I-L-E-M-L-E-Y.com. Is that right? That is correct. That's great. Well, I appreciate you being on. Please reach out to Dr. Christy Limley, K-R-I-S-T-I-L-E-M-L-E-Y dot com. And I'll say to you, thanks for listening today with this question. Are you curious to learn more about coaching maybe in your life or exploring this topic of revival in your life? You can visit Your Discipleship Coach and take our free coaching readiness questionnaire. We'd love to hear from you and partner with you. And I want you to be sure to follow this show and follow us on social media and share the podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation on Revival, share this episode. You've been listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Our show today has been brought to you by Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com and by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. 
And I want to thank you, Dr. Christie, for being with us today and for everyone who's listened into your discipleship coach. We partner with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I want you to know that I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? You've been listening to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.